Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Running paint, home renovation projects, and curveballs of life, just a few of the golden crispy nuggets you can look forward to on today's episode of the Happiness Playbook as we accept the good and the bad and build upon life to create awesomeness. I'm excited for today's show, but first off, as always, let's kick things off with our highlight reel where we talk about the good happening in the world. Today's article reads, How Phoenix Feeds the Hungry with Fresh Food While Saving Local Businesses and Farms. And I'm sorry, but not sorry about sharing all these entrepreneurial highlight reels, but the good news is just awesome here because it's hitting on so many fronts. And especially since we're talking about accept and build today, I can't think of a better example that we're all going through than the pandemic and how that is the ultimate curveball of life. And for lots of uh, businesses, but individuals and families as well, but there've been a lot of small businesses that have just absolutely been crushed. And so today's article is really inspiring for lots of reasons from that angle. A nonprofit called Local First Arizona, provided more than 50,000 meals to citizens in need between July and December last year. Through the Feed Phoenix program, Local First Arizona connected struggling farmers with local restaurants in need of business. Now, this is where it gets cool. They accomplished this by buying directly from local farms and paying local restaurants to prepare and deliver ready-eat meals to citizens in need. The meals provided were fresh and much more nutritious than the canned goods typically provided at shelters. Plus, the program provided business for local restaurants that would not have been able to stay open otherwise due to the pandemic. This is why this is so cool and the ultimate accept and build on the pandemic because you have the farmers who benefited the local restaurants who benefited, and then finally those who were in the shelters who benefited big by getting these fresh, delicious, and nutritious meals afforded them. That is the ultimate accept and build, and I just wanted to start your week off with that awesomeness to feel good down in your soul. Now, I'm not sure how much I've brought this up in recent episodes, but my wife and I decided to renovate a duplex and jump into the homeowner scene. And that is going to be the format of today's episode are a lot of the lessons we've learned in very recent history through that process. And I got to tell you, it has been a lot of work. (laughs) But over the past couple of weeks, I could not help but think of the beautiful play theory principle of accept and build as we quite literally accepted, tore down, and built upon a duplex to make it even more desirable than it was before and a lovely place for our family to live in. We're living in one half and also a desirable place to live in for our future tenants who are going to be living in the other half. 
There are all kinds of reasons why the principle of accept and build was one I learned so much about as we embarked on this ambitious project, and I am grateful for every one of them. Before we get into those, though, you have to realize exactly how big a project that we got into and how little time we had to pull it off. We were going in on this duplex, and we moved in in mid-February, but we only had two and a half weeks between when the, the former tenant moved out and the new tenants came in. And so in those two and a half weeks, we had to do all of the following. We had to completely rip out all of the carpet and a bunch of this really nasty tile that was underneath it throughout the entire unit, and then put vinyl plank flooring throughout the entire unit. We had to repaint the entire inside of the house. We had to tear down a wall that was separating the kitchen and the living room and just turn it into an open floor layout. We had to tear out all the cabinets, the sink, and replace those with brand new cabinets. We had to replace all of the appliances. We had to put in canned lighting. We had to add outlets over on the countertop space. We had to put in canned lighting. It it was just a massive project. Oh, and we had to move a gas line from where the old gas stove was, which was part of the wall we tore down, and then run that up through the ceiling and over on the other side for the new layout where the the stove was going to be. It was a lot of work. (laughs) And we only had two and a half weeks to pull everything off. And that's a very tight timeline for people who know what they're doing. But this was our first rodeo. And I got to add in here, people who know my wife and I well know that we just boldly move forward expecting correction. That's how we take life on. And it kind of gets us into trouble sometimes. It's always a good time, but it can get stressful. And this was definitely one of those times where we, we bit off quite a bit and we ultimately chewed it, but we'll get into the details now about that. But it didn't take long to realize just how limited my skills were and how desperately I would need to accept my lack of skill and build as best I could using the collective knowledge of my family and many YouTube DIY channels. A particularly tricky part of the renovation was cutting the countertops to fit the cabinets alongside a not perfectly flat sloping wall. I immediately knew that cutting the countertop just right to fit against that sloping wall was going to require some advanced measuring and cutting that was far beyond me and any skills that I had. Thankfully, I had my father-in-law, who was amazing throughout this entire project, there who provided not only the years of experience that would come in handy, but also the plethora of very effective tools, including a table saw, squares and measuring tools, and many more tools than I can list off here, that made it not only possible to complete the project, but made it infinitely quicker than it would have been if I were trying to accomplish the task by myself. 
So there we were making these incredibly detailed and particular cuts to the countertop so that it would fit flush and perfectly together and then just push up against the wall at just the right angle. And I stood there in awe contemplating just how grateful I was that he was there, that he had the experience and understood how to make those cuts and he had the tools. And it was such a humbling experience. And I remember saying to myself, there is no way that I would have been able to pull this project off if it weren't for his willingness to come and help me. And this led me to ask myself, when there is a particularly hard or undesirable offer before me in life that I know there is no way around, am I seeking out those with the experience and tools necessary for me to accept and build upon these situations? It's a very interesting question, and we've all been there. There's seemingly insurmountable tasks and scenarios that make us want to curl up in a ball and just go to sleep until it's over. Maybe it's a hard test or a project or or an entire class that's just really causing you stress and anxiety. Maybe it's a breakup or the loss of a loved one. These hard and trying times can and should be mourned. But it's only in the acceptance and building upon them that we can continue creating and progressing in this beautiful life of ours. And at times, the offer at hand can seem unacceptable in the true sense of the meaning that we are not capable in our current experience and skill set to accept and build upon these difficult offers. And it's at these moments that it is beneficial for us to contemplate and ask ourselves, is there someone in my network that I could reach out to who's maybe been there, who has experience, or maybe knows some tools that could help me accept and build upon this offer? I know there have been many times in my life when I've gone through very hard and trying offers that there was no way around, that I reached out to people who had experience, who had knowledge, who had tools and resources that helped me accept and build in those moments, and they were very key moments. And with the renovation project, it wasn't just my father-in-law. I had lots of people show up. I married into a very gifted family. And my brothers-in-law showed up and helped me do the flooring, the cabinets, and, and paint. And it was just unreal to see how much we were able to accomplish and build together. And that is the first lesson I learned was how much more powerfully we can accept and build when we are doing so with others, whether it's helping us accept and build upon something that's very hard or difficult for us to do alone, or it's just us magnifying the scope of our efforts and project and accepting and building much greater and grander things together. This idea of coming together to accept and build is a very powerful lesson learned from this project and something that will benefit our lives. 
The next accept and build lesson was learned several times, unfortunately, during the project. We had so many unexpected things happen that threw off our very strict timeline and made the project much more difficult to complete. Whether it was cabinets not getting shipped on time, finding out the wall that we were tearing down actually had concrete and chicken wire throughout the entire thing, making it incredibly difficult to tear down, or even discovering that the drill bit we just purchased was the wrong size for the hole we had to cut. There were so many curveballs that got thrown our way, and we know better now than we did going into this that you have to expect those things to happen during a renovation project, but hey, we're noobs, and uh, now we know. We got the battle scars to prove it. But ultimately, with each curveball that came up, we were offered the choice. Do we accept and build and keep moving forward, or do we reject and remain unskilled? You can imagine how horrified I was when after loading up the paint gun we borrowed from my father-in-law and doing an entire coat of fresh paint throughout the entire unit that I went in and saw several walls with the paint just running down completely and pooling on the floor. I learned later this was due to the material the walls were made of on the outside of the unit and the temperature, which was pulling moisture from outside and not letting the paint dry. But this was really hard. And I got to tell you, when I walked in and I saw the walls with the running paint, it was a very hard moment for me. And I may have had a mini freak out. Yes, that's right. I am not perfect at always being present and letting go and playing and accepting and building and looking outward. Okay. I'm still learning these things just like you, but But after I had my mini freak out, I was able to remember the first principle of play theory. And the only reason I was able to very begrudgingly accept what was going to be a rather simple two coat paint job taking only several hours and was then going to turn into an all nighter requiring me (laughs) to bring in the heaters to dry the running paint, rent a sanding tool to grind off the paint and add some texture to the walls, buy and then put on a coat of thick primer for the paint to grab onto, and only then be able to finish the paint job. You can imagine how hard that was for me to accept and build on the scenario. But the only reason I was able to do that was because I grounded in the moment and the task at hand. I did indeed pull an all-nighter, but thankfully I had lots of good audiobooks, podcasts, and caffeine to get me through it. But what helped me take the plunge on this very undesirable turn of events was partly due to realizing just how high the stakes were since the flooring crew was coming in the next day and I had to have the painting done for them to get going on it and to complete it. But it wasn't just the high stakes realization of the situation. It was also because I was able to really stay present. And this is where we see some of the principles overlap as we often do with play theory. Now, I did freak out initially, but had I stayed freaked out and had I given in to my anxiety, it would have been very easy to become paralyzed by the enormous task at hand 
and not gotten the job done. But it was only as I doubled down on the present and, again, relied on the knowledge, experience, and counsel of others much wiser than myself that I was able to perform. How often in your life do you give in to the anxious stories about your future and become immobilized by the task at hand? It's hard not to do that. But that's why be present is the first principle of the play theory pie. And it actually helps us accept and build, especially when we get thrown those curveballs of life. And we all have those. The curveballs can be especially hard because of the excitement and hope that dies alongside the dashed dreams and goals. But being present, letting go of the fear and ego, and then accepting and building upon these curveball offers that come our way is truly the way to progress, move forward, and develop the skill of happiness. Mindfulness, being present, this is not easy. We know this is not easy to do, but that's why it's so important. And that's why it's the foundation to build upon with play theory. Because if you're not present, it is very hard to shake off that anxiety and the depression and regret that keeps us from moving forward and taking action. And especially when curveballs are thrown your way in life, when you have a goal, when you have a dream, and then something unexpected derails that train of progress, it is so important to ground in the moment and then to take a deep breath, accept it, and then build upon those offers. There were many lessons learned this past month as we embarked on this journey in the uncharted waters of renovation. But overall, the biggest lesson I learned and I take away was that it's only in accepting and building upon the offers as crazy and stretching as they sometimes are that you feel the satisfaction and growth that deep down our souls are craving. As I now look at the completed unit, completely remodeled with brand new flooring, cabinets, paint, appliances, and I look at the quality and I hear the delight of our new tenants when they moved in as they saw their new home that they're going to be living in. That satisfaction and that feeling reminded me of a quote by Gandhi who said, Satisfaction lies in the effort, not in the attainment. Full effort is full victory. It's as we accept and build upon both the seemingly insignificant as well as the grandiose offers that come our way that we are growing and experiencing the satisfaction that accompanies such effort. In thoroughness is satisfaction. In effort is growth. In building is happiness and fulfillment. To practice accepting and building upon life's offers, for this week's pro tip, I want you to think of something you are struggling to accept and build upon right now in your life. And once you've thought of that thing, maybe it's something big, maybe it's something smaller, maybe you just need help on a homework assignment, maybe you're trying to get the courage to 
to date again. Maybe you're a parent and your kids are really struggling and you're not feeling like a good parent. Whatever that is, whatever situation or offer that you are struggling to accept and build upon right now, I want you to reach out to someone who can provide experience, tools, or insights into helping you accept and build your way through the situation. This is a unique angle and pro tip for accept and build, but I want to explore it because the truth is sometimes the offers that are before us that we need to accept and build are hard to do that on our own. So we need to reach out. And I know that's scary. I know that's hard. Reaching out and asking for help is always outside of the comfort zone, but that's why it's important to do it. As always, we want to hear from you. If you have a story, an idea, or feedback, head over to playtheory.org and send us a note on the contact page. If we've benefited your life in any way, if you've found any of the pro tips helpful, any of the stories insightful or inspiring, we hope you'll send us some love. That can be a five-star review on iTunes. Very helpful. You follow on Spotify or just sharing on social media and tagging us and letting your network know about the Happiness Playbook. We're building a community of positive of positivity promoters, and we are so grateful to have you on our team and to be a part of it. Head over to our Facebook page and join the conversation. This was a unique episode, and I hope you found these insights as valuable as I did. I know that as we lean into these uncomfortable offers and build upon them and look to others for support as we strengthen the happiness muscle that we'll learn to better accept and build in our day-to-day lives. Never forget that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.